You are now listening to a Los Wise Guys production. What's up, guys, and welcome to your weekly wisdom on the Los Wise Guys podcast, where we reflect on various topics for your amusement. If you like what you hear, follow us on social media, and remember to like, subscribe, and share the podcast. And rate, and review, and pray. I feel like you're just getting tired of saying that because Eslam's not here. It's every time. <laughs> every fucking time. Every time. I'm telling you, like, when I hear you, I'm just like, you know, I feel like you get more and more exhausted as, we, like, you just go through it. Rate, and review, and pray like like you know you need a little bit of bur- boost of energy which is that's maybe i'll change up the order i don't know maybe maybe I don't know. if you're new to the show i'm one of your hosts rudy the antagonist associated by dan the anti-socialist hey hey and usually eslam the architect usually can we say usually can we i don't know motherfuckers he's been he's been i don't know what the fuck he's doing he ain't coming back you're gonna see him later right you're gonna go visit yeah. him wherever the hell he is yeah if you're new to the show, Dan, Eslam, and myself get together every week, or just about every week, to talk about various topics for amusement, ranging from comics, games, news, politics, Talk sometimes. about me. It's, uh, it, the, the way I said, rate, review, pray, you're kind of just, yeah, we talk, we talk about everything. We talk about the, the, the news and the, and the politics and games. And, like, you're kind of, you're just, you're just, you're doing the same thing. We're just going through the motions today. Because Eslam's not, you know, Eslam brings the juice. Eslam brings the fire. He's the Hooven 2 Guerrero. Of the podcast. Speaking of Islam, <laughs> break, breaking news. Breaking news coming from the uh, the old patty cake news tribunal. I'm reading right from the pages of this news tribunal. Uh, Sherlock Martinez and his t- and his task force of Johnny Watson. He's got a whole task force of just Johnny Watson. <laughs> have found Islam. Oh, wow, this is going to get interesting, Dan. Hold on to your bucket seats. Uh, he sitting in a regular office chair. He was hiding at the old Rockabye Baby Inn mm-hmm. down the street from the LWG headquarters. Oh, How was he found, you want to know? How was he found? The tenants and staff in the inn found it odd that the government cheese blocks in the freezer were constantly going missing. Every time they set up for the complimentary breakfast, there was no cheese for the omelets. Eslam was found in bed spreading hot melted cheese on his accomplice and new cheesy criminal in question, Mrs. Alvarita Romero. Yes, apparently they've been lovers and get off on melting hot cheese on each other. All that Sherlock Martinez (laughs) said when asked about the situation was, all that damn wasted cheese. We'll see that motherfucker in court. That's, That's what we have for the news today. Uh, seems like uh, seems, <laughs> seems like Sherlock Martinez is getting pretty pissed. He's getting pretty pissed. Uh, and who would have thought that no one, Eslam <laughs> no and one. Alvar- Alvarito Romero, Mrs. Alvarito Romero, had a sexual conduct between the two of them with melted cheese? I don't even know. There's there's so much. There's so much. I just tell tell us the things on your mind, Dan. It's 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 getting crazy. As you can see, it's getting crazy and wild. 
I didn't I didn't realize Islam was into this type of stuff. So first off, there is an LWG headquarters. <laughs> yes, yes, right down the street from the Rockabye Baby Inn. So if if this inn was right down the street, and how come nobody nobody knew this? No one knew what that the head, that the inn was there. No, that 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 this was taking place at said inn. As who you know, Islam's been keeping a low profile. He's just been melting cheese on Alvarita. And uh, <laughs> that, that is by no means a low profile. I'm just saying, I'm, no one knows this. Oh, they I, like I said, the tenants from the news article that Did I they just not read, smell the cheese. The tenants, <laughs> every time they were trying to get that government cheese for their breakfast omelets, there was none mm-hmm. to be found. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they just found them in there. Now, this this story doesn't tell us whether or not we found the cheese from your bologna sandwich. I'm just saying, I don't eat bologna. He's obsessed with <laughs> I've cheese. I've been saying it for weeks. I do it's not obvious. Eat and he's pulled Mrs. the lowly Miss Alvarita Romero into this. Maybe she was duped. Maybe she likes cheese. One thing's for certain. She's got a thing for Eslam. And Eslam's got a thing for her. What kind and of as cheese you can was tell, this? What kind of cheese was this? government cheese. The big government. blocks of government cheese were isn't, melted. They burned it like candle wax. Well, that's not a type of cheese, is it? Yes, yeah, so that's a whole type of brand. I didn't, I didn't realize that. I didn't know. Yeah, I always thought cheese government was cheese was just like... Like, I don't know, it's big blocks of ghetto, I think, American cheese. No, oh, so it's American. Cheese. Look, Dan, I I just read what was in the article. All right, I can't tell you what's what they're writing over there at the old uh, patty cake in patty cake tribunal. Okay, yeah. I don't know what they're doing. Patty cake press, sorry, tribunal that they're doing over there. The patty cake press tribunal. Yes. Last time, didn't you say it was Rudy that was writing this? Who's Rudy? You said that there was a Rudy that was telling you, Rudy. No, no, I said on? Sherlock Martinez has been keeping me in the loop with everything well, that's well, been yeah, going on. Oh, yeah, but I, I thought Rudy was the one who was writing the articles that was giving you the news stories about what's he, happening with Sherlock Martinez. Rudy the, the antagonist is breaking the news. Okay. And, but he he's I guess he's off this week. Who knows what the fuck he's doing. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you what happened this week, all right? Okay. Don't, don't I, worry about him. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's. It just seems like there might be some type of uh, conspiracy going on. Just saying. All we know is that we know where Islam is. Mm-hmm. Sherlock Martinez is pissed off about that melted cheese, mm-hmm. and he's a uh, he. And we're gonna find out. Let's see. I don't know what's happening next. Maybe he gets interrogated. Maybe they go to court. Who knows? All I know is they finally apprehended Islam. That might mean that he's one step closer to rejoining us on this podcast. One step closer. I don't know. I don't know if it's that close. I feel like it might be a little ways away. There's a whole yeah. there's a whole prosecution process and everything. Might take you, never know. you never know what might happen. <laughs> uh, anyway, if you don't know what we're talking about here and you've just been listening to us go rant on about this, <laughs> uh, I suggest you go back and listen to the, some of the episodes. Uh, our third member, Eslam, uh, has obviously gotten himself into some ch- uh, shitty situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't help him because we don't have any money and we don't know any good lawyers. And even if we could, I don't want to be associated with that uh, lactose bastard. So hopefully he comes back. You're just hopefully intolerant he's- of it. Yeah, his lactose intolerant. But is he? Is he really? No, I'm saying you're intolerant. Of, I'm, of I'm not intolerant. Sherlock Martinez is intolerant <laughs> of the lactose conspiracies that are or going a super on. Super dude, or a super dude when we need him. Oh, he might make an appearance. Who knows? He's out there. <laughs> He's out there. Oh, speaking of that, Keenan Thompson is actually in the Grinch animated movie. Had no idea. Fun fact: I could have sworn this movie came out years ago. I saw a trailer for it. And I was like, oh, they're making a sequel. Nope. This is part one. 
Yeah, no, they they made the the real life one with um. I, I know, but I remember seeing this animated Grinch, not the movie, but I remember no, there, seeing there trailers is, for this. There is an animated Grinch, but an old school animated Grinch. No, I know the old school. I'm talking about in this stylization. So you're saying you saw this coming? I'm saying Very that I remember Jonathan seeing Jonathan talking I, about <laughs> the what is the Skittles commercial? Yes, which eventually came to fruition, which is I guess the same situation. Yes, but I I'm pretty sure I remember seeing a trailer for this Grinch movie years ago years now i i didn't watch it because as you know i do not uh agree with the grinch's point of view he started off strong and then he he gave up on his mission that's very true you did say that and he's uh he's a disappointment to all of us hey man hey uh shit (laughs) Don't don't know what to say uh yeah so like i said go back and check that out if you're also interested in the crazy type of stories that we go on and talk about here dan's got some things called jesus pieces mm-hmm. in the 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 details of each episode it's it's, it's 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 description thank you dan it's actually going back pretty far it's pretty good you might be wondering why they're called jesus pieces who cares who cares they're just really good <laughs> really good go check them out we like them uh, uh, you never know what's gonna happen we've had uh we've had appearances by uh Powerpuff Girls characters. Um, we've had a bunch of Yetis. Uh, the Nation of Ramadan was involved. There's there's a lot there's a lot going on. If you didn't know, there's a nation out there. <laughs> it's uh, the Ramdonians, and mm-hmm. uh, it gets pretty serious. Mm-hmm. I love the shit we do on this podcast. Like I think we should just write stories. <laughs> ah, so what's uh, what's going on this week, Dan? What you what you bringing to the table? All right, so I wanted to try to bring back the horror. It's been a while. I want to bring the horror mm-hmm. back. As you know, Halloween happened. Yes, it did. <laughs> so that, that has nothing to do with this. But I'm a big fan of horror anthology movies. Mm-hmm. Now, um, for those of you who don't know, that's basically when you have a, a horror movie with a bunch of like little mini movies in it. So I just, I was just, I got a list. Uh, I just want to go down some of my favorites. I just recently, believe it or not, for the first time in my life, saw a horror anthology I've been wanting to see for years: Tales from the Hood. Part one. You've never, never seen it. Tales from the Hood? I had never seen it. And I felt, Whoa. I always felt so disappointed. I was like, I've always known it was out there. I just, for some reason or another, I never got around to doing it. So well, I saw that they. Spoilers in this podcast. Oh, yeah. So I saw that uh, they had put uh, Tales of the Hood 2, which just came out in 2018, on Netflix. So when I saw they did. that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've so ever seen two. I, I just saw two recently, too. Nice. So I saw uh, I saw the two was on there. I was like, you know what? I've been putting it off for too long. The movie's made in 1995, and I still haven't seen it. Come on! So I I finally jumped back and I saw it. I I was a fan. I liked it. Um, uh, and I saw Tales of Hood too. I like that one too. I mean, yeah. the thing with horror anthology movies is uh, a lot of people automatically like to trash them because they're not always the greatest quality. But that's where it's almost like true horror. Like some horror movies are straight up B movie style horror movies Mm -hmm. and it's almost like you need those types of movies to appreciate the other movies but even then they're not bad it's just like it's the production level's not there they try to lean a little bit more towards comedy sometimes depending on the movie so it's like you kind of have have a little bit of that but i figure we can start right there tales uh tales of the hood so i'm I'm sure you've seen it all right so it's been a while so i just want to make sure that i'm touching point on them so tales of the hood very much like tales of the crypt is broke and for those of you who don't know has multiple short story, short horror stories in the in the in the movie, right? Yes. And now the main purpose of the movie is about these three guys that I'm going to like a funeral house because they're trying to rob it and they think he's got a lot of money, right? Uh, it's close. It's supposed to be that uh, this guy somehow came across uh, 
uh, some drugs uh, in somewhere and the thing. And he called up these gang people was like, hey, I got these drugs. I'm willing to sell them. I came across them. Uh, you know, I found them here. I'm going to sell them to you. And then they come into the funeral parlor and he's kind of leading them on. And instead of just getting straight to the point and selling them the drugs, he's telling them mm-hmm. stories about different things within the parlor. Yeah. And uh, I think if like I, I probably haven't seen the second one. So from what I remember from the first one, uh, I think there's like a, it has to do with these like these voodoo puppets. That's like that's one of them. Yeah, that's that's one of them. That was a, that was an interesting one. Well, you you take you take the point on it since you're you're a little bit more fresher in your mind, and then I'll add to it. Well, that that one in particular with the dolls, it was kind of like uh, so. There's this guy who's running for. Uh, I I want to say it could be Senate. Uh, Let's just say political office. Yeah, okay. So he's doing that, and he's a former KKK guy. He's a former Klansman. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's got... He's living in an old... uh, What's it called? A plantation house? Where Mm -hmm. a lot of people are just like, that's messed up. You know, like, it's bad enough that you're like this. And he's like, no, I'm reformed, blah, blah, blah. And inside the house, there used to belong to this woman after, uh, you know, slavery was abolished and everything. This black woman took over the house. And she was known as, like, a voodoo uh, type lady. And she had all these dolls and supposedly the souls of all the slaves and everybody who died in that on that plantation area or in the house. They're, they lived on within, like, these dolls. But nobody could ever find the dolls. So there just used to be, like, this painting of her with all these dolls around her. And everyone's just like, well, the rumor has it that the dolls still live in the house. And if anybody tries to come by, like, they, they'll get them. And that's mm-hmm. pretty much what happened. The guy's just... He's there, and then next thing you know, these dolls just start coming out. They start taking them down. And he's trying to fight these dolls. Yeah, it's very, it's it's really interesting actually. It's like <clears throat> the animation on them is pretty interesting, uh, especially definitely. for 1995. Yeah, exactly, and it gives like an old school uh, like dummies feel. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if uh, if you've ever seen it, but a lot of people have seen Goosebumps and mm-hmm. the, the 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 puppet uh, Slappy. Slappy mm-hmm. was the name of the puppet. But it's got that feel to it where it's like, you know, they give the impression that they're fake, but they're doing these little things. You hear them clacking around the, the stairs. They have like little, I think they had miniature weapons or was it like scissors or little blades or something? They, on yeah, them? they were, they were grabbing like, uh, I, I want to say they were grabbing stuff from around the house. Uh, I could be wrong about that. Yeah. No, but it, it, that was, that was an interesting one. I think that was yeah. one of the ones that sticks out the most because the little dolls are so iconic. Yeah. for that story and it it kind of has an interesting political fact to it as a result of you know the the racial yeah. aspects of it and that's the, what the that's what tales of the hood straight up is like it's it's all it has a lot to do with like the racial things where they're saying symbolism like, yeah, a lot of symbolism yeah there's a whole lot i mean tales of the hood too i'm not gonna give away too much because you haven't seen it i'm sure mm-hmm. you're going to want to but there's this one uh particular story within there that's called um the sacrifice which i thought was really interesting it's not I wouldn't even consider it horror, but it's really cool. And I actually learned something off of it where, um, this lady, she's talking about, she's pregnant. It's a white lady. She has a black husband and she's saying things like, um, they're afraid that the baby's going to die. She's getting sick and the baby hasn't been born yet. And she's saying like, Oh, there's a boy in the fields. He has to die for my baby to live. He has to die for my baby to live. Nobody has any idea what she's talking about. And then it ends up becoming like a whole, um, there's a spirit in the fields, and it's a spirit of uh, Emmett Till. Oh, yeah, wow. A, so, yeah, who I never even have heard of. You never uh, heard of Emmett Till? That, yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I know nothing about that. Okay, all right. So I basically learned a little bit from there. Then I went on and did my own research, realized how important that is to yeah. history. Yeah. And it was like this whole thing where they were just like, all right, Emmett Till, like I said, I'm not going to give it away, but it's like he made this one sacrifice that now somebody else has to make a sacrifice, well, but... 
Well, I'll give people the background on Emmett Till, just to have an understanding for So, Emmett Till is, and if I'm correct, then you can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, It's about a a kid who was, who was like, I think he was just like pretty much, it's very similar to the Trayvon Martin thing where he was pretty much walking down the street and a woman said that she was, uh, I think, either raped or something was, a, a white woman had said something was done to her. And she singled him out and pointed out to him saying that he was the one who did this. Mind you, this is a little kid. I think he's like a 15-year-old or 14-year-old kid at this point. And pretty much he was beaten to death. And his and the symbolism behind it is so important is that his mother uh, had an open casket for him so at his funeral yeah. so that everyone could see the brutality that was done yeah. uh, to him. And actually recently, as far as maybe a year or two years ago the woman confessed to lying about the entire thing and get the getting that getting him killed well that's the thing i was doing like i was reading about it uh supposedly it, it was similar to what you're saying but it nobody knows if it's true uh he went into a shop where the lady was working mm-hmm. and uh what she had said was that he was making remarks towards her grabbing her by the waist saying this that whatever he's like oh i've been with white women before and that's the part that she said was not true but mm-hmm. he had friends with him who said that he did go into the shop, and one thing was they feel that he might have whistled at her like a like a wolf whistle, like a cat calling type mm-hmm. thing. And um, so supposedly, one thing that I was reading was that he had a sort of speech impediment, where when he would try to, he would have trouble pronouncing certain words, especially if they start with the letter B. And he would, his mother taught him to try to whistle to at a very low voice to try to calm down and see if he could get it. So some people believe that he was doing that. She mistook it as something else, and it escalated into a very big situation. Hmm. That's of course that's all speculation. Nobody knows if it's if that's actually what happened or not. Nobody's gonna know. That's happened in what 1955. But uh, that happened a little bit after that sparked the whole um, Rosa Parks bus thing. And like and a lot of people say that that moment right there is like is the start of like civil rights and everything like it became like a huge thing all based off of that and that's what this uh to bring it back to tales of the hood too that's what this uh episode or this particular short is about interesting I so like i said that's 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 probably my favorite one it's like i said it's not even horror based it's just it's just factual it's interesting mm-hmm. yeah, yeah the symbolism in it oh yeah yeah that's what i'm saying like I, that's why a lot of the things are interesting i mean don't get me wrong tales of the hood ends in the most awkward way ever um mm-hmm. but not as awkward as tales of the hood too Okay, so then I definitely gotta take <laughs> I remember every time I get to the end of Tales of the Hood, I'm just like, this is this is really awkward. Um, what's the other story in Tales of the Hood that has to do with um the cop? Because I know that there's like a it was like a cop that killed some guy. Yeah, it's the first one where there's this black cop. He's sort of like a rookie. He has a white partner. They uh they're in this nice uh white neighborhood, and uh, they see these two other cops. They have this guy. Uh, they pull them over and they have him outside of the car and they're like beating him. And the guys and the black cops are like, you know, what are you doing? Blah blah blah. This guy is so and so. He's trying to help the this the the community I'm from, like this black community. He's trying to do this, that, and the other. And then the cops kind of like uh, they kill the guy. Uh, they plant drugs in his car. They do a whole thing. They basically make this guy look like one of the worst people ever. Right before they killed him. Uh, then the cop he quits the force. It's years later, and the spirit of that guy that got killed is telling him, like, bring the cops to my gravesite. I'm going to handle some unfinished business. Mm-hmm. And that's that's more or less what happened. And he's torturing the cops through different things and stuff like that. Didn't he also go after the black cop, too, though, saying, like, you didn't help me either or something? Yeah, shit? because he he kept quiet. He kept the whole... He was quiet about the whole situation. So, yeah, like, yeah he, he ended up getting punished, too. Yeah. 
Let's see yet again symbolism. Oh yeah, about... the, that's what Tales of the Hood is. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, and that's Tales of the Hood. Uh, I want to get to some other ones. Go for it. Um, you mentioned one already, uh, Twilight Zone. Now, as we all I know, said, I'm, I said I'm, Twilight Zone. You 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 said Twilight Zone before, and and talking about horror anthologies, or you I might have that... said Tales of the Crypt. That's the Tales of Crypt. I was thinking Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone's the greatest show ever made. So they okay. made these. Uh, they made a movie back in what was it, nineteen eighty three? I think it was. Yep, nineteen eighty three. Where they did, uh, they took some old school Twilight Zone episodes, and they made them into little short movies, and they put them into this one big movie. And it this was the great. one with this the one with the guy who broke his glasses. He I was like, oh, he, I was like the last man on earth, and all he wanted oh, no, to no, do no. was read. That, that's not in the movie, but. Okay. That is Twilight Zone. That's the guy oh. where it's played by Mickey from the Rocky movies. He's the guy who broke his glasses. Oh, man, I always forget that. Yeah. So tell me about that movie. I don't think I've ever seen it, though. Oh, it's great. They Like I said, they take other movies. Uh, I mean, they take other Twilight Zone episodes and put it to this movie. My most favorite one uh, was Nightmare at 30,000 Feet, where it's the guy. He's on an airplane. He mm-hmm. has trouble flying. He gets real nervous. He's with his wife or his girlfriend or whatever. He looks on the wing. And he sees there's a monster destroying the wing of the airplane. Oh, this is... I think uh, Simpsons made a spoof off of this in one oh, of the yes. Treehouse of Horrors episodes. Yes, where Bart one of is my on the favorite. bus and then he one sees... Of my, yeah, he sees yeah, the thing season like, five. fucking up. Season yeah, five. fucking love that tale <laughs> of the Treehouse of Horrors one. Such a good I had no episode. idea it was because of uh, Charlism. It's funny because in, in the movie, it's played by John Lithgow, who, uh, if you don't know him, he was the father from the remake of the Planet of the Apes movie. And he plays the Trinity Killer in the Dexter series. Yep, he's yep, the guy in the airplane. Great, actor. but in the show, it was originally Robert, uh, William Shatner, who was oh, the guy wow. on the airplane who was freaking out and stuff. Okay, yeah. So, like I said, that was that was probably my favorite one in the whole movie. John Lithgow did a great job um, portraying as like the crazy guy. Who's like, oh my god, there's something on the plane. Nobody believes him. But uh, they have that. They do one where it's uh, the kid who has the special powers that everybody's afraid of. Where he literally any like you have to think happy thoughts or else he'll like kill you or do something weird to you. So this whole hmm. little town is terrified of this kid because if you don't think happy thoughts, he can like just kill you or throw you out into the field. They say or whatever. So hmm. yeah, Twilight Zone, nineteen eighty three. That's another one of my favorite uh, horror anthologies. It's great. Now before you go forward, what makes a horror anthology a horror anthology? Uh, one, it's got to be horror. Uh, mm-hmm. two, anthology meaning. It's not one set story. It's multiple stories. There are many different types of anthologies out there, but uh, horror anthologies is probably one of the one anthology movie type that has made it out into the mainstream, more or less, I'd say. Like I said, mm-hmm. you got Twilight Zone, you got Tales from the Hood. These aren't always the biggest movies, but they're big enough that people have seen them. So, I like you. I said, it's, it's a great way, like, if you want to watch a movie... You don't feel like watching a show, but you have a little bit of time to watch something a little bit longer in a show. Watch a, a short or two of a horror anthology, and boom, you come back another time and watch it later. It's very true. Yeah, that's why um, I think I always had to think for Tales of the Crypts uh, oh yeah. when it was on television because it was a uh, well, the, that is a horror anthology series, but every episode was different, so you get a yeah. full length episode per viewing. True. So it's true. similar but different, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, another one I want to bring up uh, came out 2016, Holidays. Holidays. Why does that sound? Oh, it's, this was the was one on you Netflix. were telling me yes. about. This was the one you were telling me about. I've I've seen it on Netflix as far as the yeah. imagery of it, but I've never gone in to watch it. I think you gave me a horrible description of yeah. it, and I was like, ah, I don't know if I need to see that. Well, here, this is how I describe it to most people. By no means is this a good movie. It is yeah, not exactly. a good movie. Yeah, exactly. That's how it starts. <laughs> yeah. But right. 
I love it. Um, it's like I said, classic B movie, but the things that you see in it are awesome. So my favorite, what they do is they talk about each holiday in the year, and uh, they do a little short horror, ba- short horror, uh, short based off of each uh, holiday. So my favorite one in particular is Easter, where uh, it's this little girl. She's in bed. Mother is uh, trying to tuck her in the bed, and she's like, "Hey, um, you know, you gotta get some sleep." She's like, "No, I'm afraid." What if the Easter Bunny comes? And then she's like, no, that's a good thing. You know, Easter Bunny, he, he goes, he, he does stuff, blah, blah, blah. And besides, Easter's all about Jesus or whatever. And she's like, oh, yeah, the zombie man or something like that. <laughs> what? And then she's oh, like, because he came back from the dead. Yeah, he rose on the third day. <laughs> so it was like, she was just like, is Jesus going to come get me? And he's like, no, you don't have to worry, but G- Jesus is a good guy. <laughs> At this point, the parents are just thinking, God, we're fucked up. We're fucked up on this one. So anyway, the lady, she goes to bed. The kid, uh, she goes to sleep, but she wakes up in the middle of the night. She wants to drink some uh, some water. And uh, she goes out into the living room area or whatever, and she hears that there's somebody moving. Mm-hmm. And she's thinking, oh, that's weird. And then she sees, like, this weird, like, something, like, moving in the shadows, and it just looks weird. And what she sees is you see, a, like, a, a naked body except for, like, a white cloth on, like, the, the hips or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's a skinny guy. He's got a hole on the side and everything. Then you cut up, and it's a rabbit's head. But he's got the crown of thorns wrapped around the ears. So it's, <laughs> so it's Jesus with it's a bunny rabbit head. Buddy. Okay. So it's like, and it's terrifying. The way it looks is terrifying. Okay. And uh, yeah, so I'm not going to give everything away, but it's like she sees that. And that's the one that stands out to me the most of the whole holiday series. I'd, I'd have to check it out. Like, oh, like that's I why I said, you, everybody should see this. Don't expect it to be good. But yeah, you should like, see Every it. time you say something like that, I'm just like... <laughs> I don't know, but uh, yeah, I have to check it out then if that's the case. Not not everything that you see needs to be good. You got to remember that. Go. I, I I think I saw. Damn, what the hell was the one? You might have this on your list, mm. unless you haven't seen it either. Was it called uh, Trick or Treat? I know about Trick or Treat. I can't. I always feel like I confuse that with another one that I might have seen Trick or Treat, or I might have just seen the other one, and I can't Trick or Treat. Tell the difference. Trick or Treat has to do with the uh, the little iconic. Um, sack sack boy with a with a like an orange sack on his head and a weird yeah. stitch smile and a, i've seen the imagery that's why i'm still not sure if i've seen it or not okay that's the thing. yeah that's that's one that i've seen um well what's what's special about that one? it's it's got many different things but the interesting about that anthology is that it's all done in the same town so different storylines are happening but they're all happening on halloween in the same town and that little the little sack boy i'll, I'll just call him that sack boy no not yeah. to be confused with uh um the playstation game um little big planet so this little sack boy on halloween has he's going around almost like a narrator he doesn't say anything but every time he passes by something that's when that's that's when that's a short exactly okay so uh one of the shorts has to do with a a bunch of kids you know getting drunk and partying high school kids drunk and Mm -hmm. partying they end up being like vampires um another one of the shorts has to do with that uh the trick-or-treat person themselves and how they it's almost like a, a like a pet cemetery type of thing where it's like old people in the house and they're like fighting with it and we find out that it's like there's something that's like underneath the mask and it's 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 a whole different thing but the interesting thing about it is like they're little short horror stories that go along with it well, they're but they're all interconnected all they're all interconnected into the same town and everything I actually want to go watch it again that, I don't know if maybe I didn't see that one maybe there's another one I forgot what it's called but I think I've seen another one it's not on my list cuz I could not locate it. But that sounds like another one I have on my list called Southbound. I don't know if you know this. came out in 2015. 
Go ahead, tell me about it. I'm gonna see if I, I pull it up. And the thing with it. Southbound is every short leads into the next one. So it's pretty cool. So it's like you get one little short. Uh, the first one is these two guys running away from this weird monster-looking thing. And that leads into... They end up getting... Mm. I don't know if they got killed on the side of the road or something happened on the side of the road. And then when that happens, it leads into the story with like these three girls who are stranded on that same road. And they're trying to figure out a ride to get somewhere. So it's like every story connects into the next one. I'm like um, looking at the little images on Google Images. Is like There's like a demonic thing that looks like it's flying around Yes, there? yes. That's, that's, yeah. So it's, it's cool. Cause it does that. Uh, that's why I wanted to put this in there. Southbound isn't my favorite, but it, I, I thought that was a really cool concept that you finish a story and it leads into the next story. And the whole time I'm watching, I'm thinking, all right, so what's going to happen with the last story? And, uh, well, once again, if you're going to watch it, I ain't going to give that part away. Mm-hmm. But one cool thing about that is like the, the story with the girls who are stranded it ends up being having like one girl, she's running away from this place. She's escaping. And then the way it leads into the next story is she's running out in the middle of a wood boom, a car hits her, and then we start the new story, where it's the guy who hit her with the car, he's like, oh my god, I think I just killed this girl, how do I save her? And he goes you through this something about thing. this. No, I, I've never talked about no? this. No? No. Hmm. But, um, no, it, it, it's it's real cool, like I said, because of that concept. They're all very different uh, stories, though. They're uh, very different concepts and stuff like that, so they all stand out. You know, hmm. so it's it's a pretty interesting one. Um, You ever seen the ABCs of Death? No, but you have mentioned this one. ABCs of Death is one of my favorites, parts one and two, because you get 26 different stories, one for every letter of the alphabet. ABCs of Death. Yeah. I think you did mention this. I don't, Is it a long movie? No, it's a regular length. They're very, very short shorts. Hmm. But um, one that I just want to mention, because they're all, all over the place, but one I want to mention is the one for the letter K, which is called... K is for klutz. Klutz, okay. And uh, my little notes right next to that, I wrote down killer poop. Because the way this story is, is there's this girl, she's at a party. Uh, I'm going to end up giving away the entire story. Uh, she, she She's pooping. She flushes the toilet, doesn't want to go down. She keeps trying to flush it, doesn't want to go down. And then uh, it kind of like starts trying to like get out of the toilet and go to her because she's the creator. And then... Uh, <laughs> She she keeps trying. She finally gets it down, and then uh, she hears like this weird squeaky noise. She realizes that it's it's on the ceiling. So then it kind of comes down, and then it wants to go back from whence it came. Oh god! <laughs> so it kind of goes back up, but killing her in the process, hmm. uh, leaving like a pool of blood coming out of her mouth, and then the poop also slides out of her mouth, and people find her body in the bathroom. Yes, yeah, it's, it's pretty damn disgusting. <laughs> what the hell does this guy do with klutz? She was a klutz. I don't know. They're very weird. The 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 ABCs of Death. I'm gonna let you know right now. They're a lot of them are based off of comedy, mm-hmm. um, but some of them are just really weird. They're gonna make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, like I'm looking at images right now on uh, on Google <laughs> on Google Images, and it's just it's it's giving me a headache how creepy yeah. these things look. Yeah, but it, it's it's worth it. Uh, another one is the letter Q, which was pretty good. Where it's these two directors. They're just like, how did we get stuck with the letter Q? We can't make a movie off of this. <laughs> so what they were thinking was like, all right, what we're going to do is we're going to get this duck that says quack, and we're going to do the first ever actual death in a movie. So they're going to legitimately kill this duck for the movie. And things go wrong, and they accidentally end up dying. <laughs> and the okay. duck still lives. <laughs> they, like, wow. they, one guy, he's trying to work the gun. He accidentally shoots the other guy, and then 
he gets killed by something, then the duck just walks away. Now, is each one of these done by a different director? Everyone is done by a different director. Wow. Directors from different uh, countries as well. So nice. you got some Spanish ones, American ones, Japanese, Korean, nice. stuff like that. I didn't realize that they, uh, it was all like that. I thought it was all the same. That's pretty cool. Uh, most anthologies are different directors. I probably should have mentioned that in the beginning. Oh, nice. Uh, they all tend to be different ones. Okay. But that's why I say that's why I like it. You get a different flair. If you don't like something, hey, maybe you'll like the next one. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, it's it's a really cool concept. But uh, any any other ones you remember off the top of your head? I'm trying to think. Horror wise, horror wise. Because you and I have talked before, like about certain movies. I, I'm pretty sure you saw Creepshow. Yes, I have seen Creepshow. Is that is that that's the one? That's funny. It's it's gonna sound weird. Uh, so creep show, if I believe, if I'm if I'm right on this, has like has to do with like there's one thing that has to do with it's a pretty much a, com- a comic book, right? It, it it's a real life uh com- It used to be a real life comic book that yeah. they uh it used to have like different horror things every issue, and they took that concept and they made it into a movie series. There's I think two or three movies, and they just named it after the comic. Yeah, and then uh, the only reason that that stays so iconic in my head is because. Josh and Fernando, my brothers, would always be yelling at each other like, "I found something! Would you find a comic book? A comic book? A comic book!" And they're just screaming at each other, <laughs> and they literally do this shit. Like, these motherfuckers literally sit there and it's like, "A comic book! A comic book!" And I'm just like, "What the fuck are you guys?" I've seen Creep Show, but it never stuck out to me like that. And then when I watched it, when you watch, oh my god, I'm just looking at horror anthologies and I'm looking at the guy that the Trinity Killer, and his face is just so ugly John looking out the window. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And yeah, so like I, I like I went back and I watched it, and I'm like, I'm like, let's see the part where they're talking about a comic, and it's so subtle. Like these guys yeah. are screaming at each other. That's like the very beginning. Like it's yeah. kind of just like, hey, here's a comic book. Yeah. Now let's get to the movie. Exactly. And then, and my <laughs> brothers are like fucking screaming at each other, and they, and then so it's like a creepy smile that goes on between the two of them. But if I'm right about <laughs> Creep Show, isn't one of them like a like a woman? She's on the road and she's driving away, but a guy keeps saying something to her. I keep forgetting what the fuck he says though. If Fernando was here right now, he'd know exactly what she was saying. I think what you're talking about is an urban legend. I don't is remember. It? I don't think it's in Creep Show. Maybe it's in another movie somewhere where she's driving away and there's a truck driver who's following her. And then she pulls off on the side of like a gas station or something. The truck yeah. driver comes out, follows her. And then he says, no, no, no. There's somebody in the backseat trying to kill you. No, 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 no. Okay. There's something. Fuck. It's like I think it's like uh, I think it's I like it's definitely not what I'm thinking, but uh, he, like I always thought he was like spirit change. You got spirit change, lady. Like no, fuck. Is that is yeah. this it? Awesome uh, death of Jordy. I'm like all right. So this is from Creep Show. So I'm like looking up the thing. You've got Father's Day, the lonesome death mm-hmm. of Jordy Verrill. The next one is uh something to tide you over, the crate. And they're creeping up on you. Um, they're creeping up on you is the one that still stands out to me. Let me let me see what's going on with it. Uh, yeah. A ruthless businessman who is misophobia, who's I don't know what the fuck that means, He's has him. Of, actually, no, keep reading. Has <laughs> him living in a hermit's a Cali sealed apartment. Hermetically. That's what I meant. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck knows hermetically? Hermit to Cali? <laughs> Hermit to Cali. It's, it's on the West Coast. <laughs> Who the fuck knows hermetically? Sorry. What was that? Like a hermit? 
And kiss my ass. Sealed apartment controlled completely with both electronic locks and surveillance cameras. During a particularly severe lightning storm, he finds himself looking out over the concrete canyon <laughs> of New York City as a rolling blackout travels his way. That sounds amazing. Let me go back. <laughs> Jesus. He just kissed my ass. Um, Sounding out doesn't always work, man. Yeah, I see that. I see that. Um, yeah, well. Question. Okay, it's unrelated to this shit. Uh, Stephen King. Yeah. Stephen King is he known for having anthologies? Because I remember something. No, but he, he did. He did uh, write some stuff for Creepshow. Yeah. And okay. some of it was directed by George A. Romero. Was it? Was it in this one? Like there was. Oh, it is this one. There it is. Lonesome Death of Jordy Vero. It's based on the short story Weeds. Uh, Jordy Vero, played by Stephen King himself, is a dim-witted uh, backwoods yokel. Thinks that a newly discovered meteorite will provide enough money for the local college to pay off his 200000 bank loan. Mm-hmm. As the meteorite is too hot to touch, he it douses it in water, causing it to crack open and spew a gold, glowing blue substance that comes into contact with his skin. He finds himself being overcome by rapidly spreading plant-like organisms that become growing that begin or, uh, growing on his body. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah. Hermit to Cali. See, the thing that stood out with the uh, they're creeping up on you, is I mean you you were saying it I couldn't listen because I was just too busy laughing, but uh it's it, all the cockroaches you see in that short or is is what creeps you out because the guy he's he's like paranoid with everything being clean and like you said he has a hermit or I forgot to say it hermetically like Hermetic sealed Cali. room and ever and everything and a cockroach is a cockroach gets through and he's paranoid he kills it another cockroach gets through and then you have like just infinite cockroaches yeah. They, like, surround him, then he dies, then you see him coming out of his mouth and his ears and everything. It's just yeah. a room just completely filled with cockroaches. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. You don't Hermit, forget an image like Hermit that. Cali. Hermit to Cali. <laughs> Hermit to Cali. Um, speaking <laughs> of the thing I was talking about uh, earlier about the the hitchhiking thing, it's actually called The Hitchhiker. It's actually I was talking to Dan about this. Yep. It's actually from The Twilight Zone. And I think I'm pretty sure Fernando was the one who showed me this where she it's a woman who's driving down a highway who who like I think she has a let me see what it says here. I don't know if she has a dream. Uh, You shouldn't have called her mechanic. Mechanic puts a spare tire in her car and she's surprised that she survived an accident. Okay, so yeah, so she's surprised that she survived an accident. And then there's a hitchhiking guy that keeps saying, I believe you're going my way. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I thought he said. I thought he was like, you got a spirit change. You don't imagine? He's just standing on the side of the road every time she passes by. Hermit to Cali. Hermit to Cali. <laughs> you know what I'm telling you? Can you imagine you said spirit change? Spirit change. And then there's a scene, I think, where she actually hits him and he's just like either on the hood or something or he's on the side of the car and he's just like, I believe you're going my way. And it's like, you just wouldn't think that he'd still be going. No, Am I wrong? Do they do that? No, I feel like that in Twilight Zone style. She would try if she did try to hit him. She would try to hit him, and she would phase through him, or he would disappear. Oh, okay, that's that's probably what they would do. Oh, okay, but yeah, so that's where it was coming from, and I thought he was just saying spirit change the whole time. Hermit to Cali. <laughs> <sighs> oh let's, man, let's check out the the list of anthologies. I'm, I'm just well, gonna read I, down. I, I, says, got, I got I got one more I want to go mention for real it. quick, and I've mentioned it before in this uh, podcast. VHS. I can't recommend that movie enough. Never seen it. Watch it. I didn't know it was an anthology. I thought it was like a, it was just based off a movie. 
No, it's three. There's three different movies, three different VHSs. Okay. Um, the first one, the very first uh, short in the first movie, uh, was liked so much it got its own spinoff. But um, yeah, VHS. It the main story is about these people like they're from some gang or something. They break into this guy's house and they're supposed to steal this VHS tape uh, from his house and. They get there, the guy is just sitting in front of a TV, he's dead, and there's like thousands of tapes, and they don't know which tape is the right one, so they start playing all of them, and as they're playing the tapes, you're watching them, and those make up for the short stories. Hmm. But there's uh, there's one in there in particular that uh, stands out to me, it's called, oh, I have it here, 10-31-98, so December 31st, 1998. Mm-hmm. So it has to do with, like, you see these guys, they're getting ready to go to a Halloween party, they're dressed up as different things, like one guy's a marine, another guy's a pirate, stuff like that. So they're trying to get to this party in some area they don't know. They get lost. They finally get back to the thing. They get to the house. They don't see anybody in there. So they keep walking around trying to figure out what's going on with this party. They're going up and up, higher and higher into the house. Then they finally get to the uh, the top uh, in the attic. They see a bunch of guys, like they're all chanting and wearing like robes and stuff. And there's like a girl who's like tied up. And they keep on saying something. I don't remember what it was. It was like, bring her down or something like that. And they, they're chanting it over and over. And the guys are like, look, this is crazy. They're trying to reenact like some type of exorcism or something. So they're just laughing on the side while these other guys are performing whatever ritual. And then they scream it out with the guys too. And then everybody turns around and is like, Who, who's this? <laughs> and then once that happens, everything goes dark. People just start going, getting killed. They're getting pulled into the ceiling, getting ripped apart. Just all this crazy stuff's happening. These guys, they're just like... No, <laughs> you know, they go downstairs, they're trying to run away, then they realize, you know, we should probably save that girl before she gets killed. They go up, they get her, as they're trying to run out the house, the house is attacking them. Mm. Like, you see crazy things, like there's hands reaching out from the walls and the ceilings mm. trying to grab them, there's things flying, hitting them, all this other stuff. They finally get outside, they, uh, they're driving away, they're trying to rescue the girl, she's about to die. Next thing you know, the car gets stuck on some train tracks, they can't get out. The girl magically appears on the outside of the car. She turns into like a flock of birds or something and flies away. <laughs> they get the hit by fuck? a train. They get hit by a train. They straight up die. Crazy. Okay. And the cool thing with VHS, it has that style the with the, um, the found footage thing, which a lot of people don't like. But I feel like they do a really good job with the way they use it. I think that was the reason why I was turned off by it was found footage. Yeah. That's why I saved that for the end. Okay. Uh, I mentioned this when we, when I did the Blair Witch uh, Project uh, episode where I was talking about that. I'm, I brought up VHS as one of the found footage films that I recommend. But they use it to their advantage, I feel like, in their shorts. They, they use it uh, correctly, hmm. I'd say. So uh, I'm looking at a list here. Uh, it's called, so it goes, this is just from a regular website, uh, Film School. Does it say Rejects? Yeah, Film School Rejects. All right. Okay, that looks like a creepy ass rat. I'm sorry. Um, this thing's because they got little little snippet like little gifts that are kind of creepy. So the number one on this list is Dead of Night from 1945. That's a classic one. Yeah. Um, let's we'll see what else is here. I think Twilight. I saw that once. I don't even remember it. Let me see. A uh, product of Ealing Studios, Dead of Night features a string of stylish stories, each from a different director. The film's framing sees a man driving out of a house in in the country and coming across a group of people he's seen before but only in his dreams the group then proceeds to swap stories about their unnerving encounters with the supernatural 
segment highlight the ventriloquist dummy sequence features a mentally unhinged Michael Rengrave driven mad by his demented dummy Hugo. That sounds mm-hmm. really interesting, actually. Mm-hmm. It's ahead of its time and it space an entire genre of sinister ventriloquist dummies. For more on that, I highly recommend checking out Primal Screen. Interesting. A documentary subject on Rodney Asher. Second one is a Twilight movie, and there's like a little snippet of uh, him looking out on the little creature on the edge. Yep. <laughs> um, third one's Creep Show, and it shows all the cockroaches. I'm just going to scroll right back. That looks so fucking disgusting. Oh, I'm telling you, that's, that stays with you. <laughs> the third one is, the fourth one is um Three Extremes. Yes, that is on my list. Oh, okay. I love Three Extremes. It says Three Extremes, a collaboration Let me between... guess, they're talking about dumplings. That's yeah, that's the segment one. Yep, so that's the collaboration one. between the renowned heavy hitters Fruit Chan, Park Chan Wook, and Takashi Mike or Meek. No, 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 guessing... no, 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 no. Takashi McKay. You do not mess up that man's name. That man's okay. a legend all right, in the all film right. industry. All right, he's, all right. he's Quentin Tarantino's favorite director. Oh nice. <laughs> so so um, he's good. Segments dumpling is almost unwatchable once you yep. know what is going on yep. and the selfish depravity depravity? It yep. show the showcases would be enough to make Lady B- Bathory Hermit to Cali, <laughs> Hermit to Cali, and Dorian Gate. So I don't know. I don't know if I want to see that. The do, next do, one. Uh, uh, hang on, hang on. Okay. Dumplings is so good that there is an extended version that got its own movie. Oh wow! That's how good Dumplings is. Now does it, it have to do? Does it have uncom- to do with dumplings? Not the kind of dumplings you're used to. Oh, okay. What kind of dumplings am I used to? The Chinese dumpling. Just you're, you just eat regular dumplings. You don't eat these dumplings. I don't want your dumplings. You don't want to eat these dumplings. I don't want those want dumplings young, unless you want to stay young forever. Okay, I don't know what, I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, next one, and this is creep. Thought yeah. I heard a noise in this room. Sorry, I'm getting creeped out already. Yeah, <laughs> that's what happens. All right, Cali's uh, gonna get you. Oh, yeah, I'm telling you. And the next, <laughs> and this is like really like creeping me out right now. It's a uh, Black Sabbath from 1963. Oh man, that's a classic. Like, That's, this... like, the first ever, like... Oh, wait, no, no. I'm thinking of Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath is a... Yes, I know that one, too. Black Sabbath is a creepy scene that just keeps showing up with an old, creepy-ass yep. woman in bed who's, like, yep. sitting up. It's, it's, yep. Where she's got, boys. like, a zombie-looking face. Yeah, yeah. Yep. She's she's bothering me. Uh, Black Sabbath. Uh, That's a great Segment one. highlight. The drop of water. When a nurse steals a sapphire ring from a corpse, she's been entrusted to prepare for a, bur- a burial. burial. What the fuck's wrong with me? Things go incredibly be. horrifyingly wrong. <laughs> Featuring a truly iconic, tension-soaked, nightmare-induced finale. The drop of water is not to be missed. I'm guessing that that's that little segment's from that movie, then. Watch the movie. All right. Uh... Trilogy of Terror. Absolutely. 1975, 1975 Trilogy of Terror. All right, all right. The just... Amel- no, Amelia movie uh, segment in particular is the one that everybody remembers. Yeah, it's the one that says segment highlight, yeah. Amelia. <laughs> just calm down. All right, I'm getting... Trilogy of Terror is, is incredible. That's that's my first ever horror anthology that I've ever seen. Hmm. I, I, I saw that at the age of like five or whatever, and that's that's the one that started off horror Let's anthology. See. Amelia. Me. I mean, it's got to be one of the... Sorry. It's got to be the one with the murderous ankle stabbing, teeth gnashing. What the fuck? It just, it just loaded something. My bad. Teeth gnashing, genuine Zuni fetish doll, right? Yep. No contest. It's a pure murder doll excitement from start to finish. You think Chucky is scary? This I feel like this is why I never was afraid of Chucky. Because he's got nothing on this doll. Mm. Stabbed uh, your ankles. 
The next one is uh, Trick or Treat. Um, okay. Let's see what it says. Featuring plenty of intertextual shout-outs to horror heavy hitters like John Carpenter and Stephen King. Mm. Uh, Trick or Treat offers demented glee and contagious festival spirit. Segment highlight is The Principal. Uh, the Principal is the only non-supernatural tale of the bunch, and it's all the creepier for it. A tightly wound high school principal has a dangerous low tolerance for annoying children and a dark secret buried in his backyard. Next one is... Dan's going to kill me for this one. Uh, Kawaidan. 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 That's, that's the old school Japanese yep. one. You want to know something? Kawaidan Jin. Kawaidan Goes Down is considered being one of the greatest horror anthologies ever made. Some people say the best uh, like Asian horror anthology ever made. Asian tried, horror is creepy. Oh, I love Asian horror. But um, I started watching the movie just this year for the first time ever. Saw the first short. Disliked it so much, I didn't finish the rest of it. Was that bad? The first one I did not like. Maybe the other ones are going to be better. I was, I mean, I, I do plan on getting back to it eventually. But it was just not good. It was it was weird. Like you could predict it from the very beginning. It was a weird style. Mm. This lady has some weird eyebrows. It was I don't know what was happening. <laughs> so the the segment <laughs> highlight is Hoichi the Earless tells of a blind musician renowned for his recounting of the tale of the Heike. I think when, they draw talismans on him. I haven't seen it though. When the priest begins to suspect that he may be singing for the dead, they cover him in sacred wards to protect him from spirits. Yeah. Well, most of him. Uh, next one is... Crack. N- you always got to get the crack. The crack? <laughs> you got to get <laughs> in the I'm crack? Okay. That's how I'm guessing. Next one is Night Gallery, 1969. Yeah, that's a British one. Uh, no, it's so not. We- that Night Gallery is the, uh, the one by Rod Sterling, the guy from Twilight Zone. Yeah, hosted by Rodster. Yeah. Yep. Seg- segment highlights his eyes. An affluent blind woman pays a gambler for his eyes and blackmails a surgeon to perform a procedure that will restore her eyesight for 12 hours. Uh, it's full of Joan Crawford's Joan Crawford and that bittersweet flavor of irony that puts Sterling on the map. Twilight oh, zone. God. This is what? The, what is, this? What is this? What's that? What is it? Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. Oh yeah, Tales from the Dark Side. A lot of people consider it the spiritual successor to Creep Show. The okay. first one has Joe, no, Steve Buscemi, a young Steve Buscemi, is in there. This is a cat coming out of man's mouth. Oh, that I forgot about that one. Oh, that's a good one. That's, that's the one where me this, the fuck this, out. this old guy, right? He's yeah. uh, he's convinced that this cat in his house is trying to kill him he lives he's like a rich old guy who lives in his mansion he hires a hitman to kill the cat and hitman's like i got this i kill people on a regular basis and uh he doesn't and the cat kills him and yeah as you see the cat actually goes inside of the guy and then crawls out of his mouth killing the hitman in the process uh segment from hell oh i'm sorry a segment highlight it was like <laughs> it's called cat from hell yeah. this entire movie is worth sitting through just to see a cat crawl yeah. its way in and out of a dude's mouth I don't know what else to tell you. Okay. That yeah, is that one is spicy incentive. That's probably the best one in there. I mean, the one with Steve Buscemi is weird. There's like a mummy that he controls with his weird eyes. Um, what's this next one? The House That Dripped Blood, 1971. I'm pretty sure that's one of the British ones. Brit- uh, Brit- Britain is famous for horror anthologies, too. They got a features, lot of old classics. Actually features Christopher Lee. Interesting. 
Yeah, that's definitely British. Sweets to uh, sweets to the sweet. A neglectful widower hires a private tutor to indu- uh, educate his daughter, who he has expressively forbidden to play with dolls, and with good reason, as it happens. Man, cre- dolls are creepy. Dolls are really fucking creepy. Oh yeah. You got, I didn't know tales. It says Tales of the Crypt. I didn't know it was 1972. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, you know, Tales from the Crypt used to be a comic book. I did not know that. Yeah. You got Tales from the I, Crypt. I have one of the old comic books. Yeah. You've got Tales of Terror. 1962. As a fact, Tales from the Crypt. You know the Crypt Keeper, right? Back in the comic book days, he wasn't like a weird skeleton figure. He was just like the weird old man. What they did is they killed him, and then they, for the show, they resurrected him as like the skeleton of that guy. Nice. I don't know. That's pretty they cool. Used to have, and yeah, and there used to be like witches involved too that would also tell stories. Hmm. Uh, like pretty much ends this list off. They got some honorable mentions. You got Asylum from 1972, Cat's mm-hmm. Eye from 1985, Cat's from a, a from a whisper to a scream 1987, Nightmares 1983, Two Evil Eyes 1990, The Willies 1991, Body Bags 1993. Necronomicon, Book of the Dead, 1993, Tales from the Hood, 1995, Campfire Tales, 1997, Strange Frequency, 2001, Phobia 2, 2009, VHS, 2012, The ABCs of Death, 2012, Tale of Tales, 2015, and Southbound, 2015. Huh? Interesting. I didn't realize there were so many. Oh, dude, there are millions more. Like, there's so many. I really want to see Trilogy of Terror. Like it kind of oh, got Trilogy that old Terror, school one and two. It. They're they're both good. Hmm. That cat one though, that crap one's creepy. Yeah, man. I completely forgot that was what, Tales from the Dark Side, right? Yeah. I completely forgot that was Tales of the Dark Side. I was thinking it was something else. Yeah. Because Tales of the Dark Side, honestly, I'm not the biggest fan of, but that <laughs> was a good story. Yeah, it's, it's it's it's. I'm still looking at that. Let me get the fuck off this webpage. <laughs> uh, yeah. Our anthology, man, love it. No, this is a great topic, Dan. Uh, we, yeah, uh, like I said, we could talk about this forever. Uh, it seems yeah. pretty interesting. I I knew I was interested in them because of Tales of the Hood and because of Trick or Treat. Yeah. So I, I now that I know there's other ones out there, that makes me interested to go check them out. Oh yeah. Um, definitely, if you guys are interested in it, definitely go back and check out this podcast. You know, just pause it, check it out, look them up. There's actually a lot of good things on here. You probably seen a lot of these shorts also. Sometimes I feel like you might have seen the short by itself and not have seen the whole anthology by itself. So that happens. Um. Yeah. So what's going on, Dan? Final thoughts. What's going on with you? Final thoughts. Uh, I'll recommend one last thing. It's not a horror anthology movie. It's a horror anthology series with four to five minute episodes. It's an anime called Yami Shibai, which I recently started watching. And they have, like I said, four or five minute stories. They're short. Um, It all has to do with like this guy who's telling uh, these stories to kids. Well, every season's different, but the first season he's like in a park. He's telling his kids, like, you know, hey, okay, gather around. I'm going to tell you some creepy <laughs> stories. <laughs> and the kids, they all just go to him. And then, you know, he's – and the stories are different. Uh, they're all weird different things. One of them is this guy. He, he looks – he's at his apartment. He looks across the street to another apartment. He sees this lady that uh, is, like, real pretty. He's like, man, I'd like to meet that lady one day. Then a monster goes into her room or, or whatever, and then she disappears. Then – Monster comes out like crawling out of her room and onto the side of her building, and then looks over and he's like, "Oh, I made eye contact." Next thing you know, the monster goes in his building. And he's dead. Yami Shibai. And that's what happens. <laughs> I was gonna. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> it's like so. I was gonna make a joke about the name of it. I'm like, yeah, she, uh, yeah, Misha Bang, yeah. like, yeah, she, yeah, Misha Bangs. And then I'm like, I'm like, God, I'm like, it's a good thing I gotta make this joke because you got him telling little kids these stories. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah gather around, yeah, Misha Bangs, <laughs> and just starts talking <laughs> his, yeah. his fucking sexcapades. Well, it, it's I think the because it is a, a thing that's normally done, uh, not telling kids scary stories in Japan, but the whole uh, it's like a weird puppet show. Like the way it's animated too is like weird little puppets. Uh, and I think it's called Kami Shibai originally, but for some reason Yami Shibai makes it scary. I don't know. Hey man, it, Yami Shibang. It's interesting. There's one with this crazy person who dances and they just flail their arms around. It's, it's insane. It's called the strip club. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what they're showing you, but uh, you, if you ask Alvaro what they did at the strip club, he literally just puts his hands together and starts waving them. There you go. He's like, That's all they do. And then he takes his right arm and he swings it. He's like, they were, they were very talented. What are your final thoughts? Uh, you know, like, I can't be in a lone room when we're here, sitting here talking about creepy shit and then I see a cat start rolling out of someone's mouth, you know? Never know. Start a hearing noises. Show up. Did, did that demon ever pop up? Remember, what remember demon? the demon? Remember, the demon. remember that, 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 that subject uh, we had? The topic where I brought up the different demons you could summon? And that's oh, why I'm yeah, saying yeah. we should summon a demon. And then it was only raining in your area. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was. You're hearing noises. And uh, I didn't like it. I don't like it. I don't trust it. Uh, no, there was no demon, and there never will be. And I, uh, I am a good Christian. The Lord is on my side. <laughs> uh, that's, those are my final thoughts. Follow Jesus, and everything else will come true. Also, follow the Jesus pieces. Yeah. And, and stay tuned to the uh, Escapades of Eslam. Escapades? I like that. The Escapades of Eslam. It, it just, it just came, it came to mind. As, as told by the Patty Cake Press. See you guys listening. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> Have a good week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>